Be the Abu Productions welcomes you to a new episode of the BE Podcast. Join in the conversation with Pastor Jonathan Gallardo and Pastor Henry Cruz. Hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Gallardo, pastor of Vida Abundante in Cicero, and I'm with Henry Cruz. Welcome back to our podcast, second podcast of the year. Yep. Again, we're still within January, so we could still say Happy New Year, right? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. after that, it gets a little bit kind of... Yeah boring but welcome back <laughs> yeah we're ready to dive into the last segment of the state of theology mm. what have you thought of as we've been going through this well you know again i think we, we both probably share this sentiment the the shock of how evangelicals responded to these statements um the reality that at least in america we're we're shifting from what we would call orthodox christianity so historical christianity but even biblical christianity and i think that i, I hope our listeners those who listen realize that there is a history of how people have thought about these things that predates America, that's more in line with what the scriptures teach. And so it's always good to go back and see how people have answered these questions and then ask ourselves why all of a sudden a shift in thought um, and, and kind of, you know, think through that. Uh, as well people don't like history though man yeah i know well <laughs> i keep trying I, to give a history class yeah, in, that's true. in our spanish yeah. uh, church and no one comes yeah, no one signs up <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully we will have some history lovers uh at some for point. this podcast yeah. too uh well let, let's continue we have one statement that we kind of addressed already yeah. in the previous podcast but we'll, we'll mention it here but there's some very important ones as we finalize this uh last these last four or five questions that we're going to or statements that we're going to review today. So once again, join us, thestateoftheology.com. Answer these questions yourself, and let's move on. We're on statement 31, and here we go. Religious belief is a matter of personal opinion. It is not about the objective truth, true or false. Take a moment to answer. All right, welcome back. True or false, Henry? Yeah, this is false. Um, let me give you the numbers here. 31% strongly agree with this statement. And 19% strongly disagree. And again, we, we touched on this before, the influence of the Enlightenment movement, th this idea that there is no, no truth, that truth is arbitrary. And oftentimes this gets thrown on God as well, that, that he changes, he, he's, he, his truth is not objective. But yeah, you know, just in general, religions as a whole, they all have objective truth. This is why even this idea of let's all just hold hands and sing Kumbaya, you know, if if you read the Quran, it has instructions that are not in the Bible. Um, and if you just follow, you know, the traditions of the Old mm -hmm. Testament, you know, there are there are things there that that are, are not in the New Testament or at least not fully explained in Christ as 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 we see it. So even this notion of let's just all hold hands mm -hmm. with all these other religions, you know, if you're truly following that religion, that that argument falls apart as well, because all religions have objective truth, according to them, truth statements, according to them. But obviously, you know, we fall in in, in the, the truth yeah. of all truth. Jesus <laughs> said, I'm the way, the truth and and the life. Well, um, how do you know your truth and, is your and, truth? <laughs> it, well, I know because it doesn't come from me. Um, and there's a lot of arguments there, apologetic arguments that, that we can we can give for for the defense of truth. But ultimately, yeah, this is not a matter of personal opinion. We have a book uh, called the Bible where God has revealed his objective truth. Yeah. And in which kind of highlights a little bit of what we of mm -hmm. statement 32, yeah. which we kind of addressed last, last week. Yeah. The Bible is the highest authority for what we believe. Yeah. That's statement 32. So I'm just going to mention it briefly yeah. while we continue answering this statement in 31. But yeah, the, the Bible is our ultimate 
uh, truth. Authority. That's yep. that's where we get our truth from. We don't make it up ourselves. We don't go. We don't make up this religion yeah. ourselves. It, it, it's always interesting how Paul really sees the Christian faith and and really highlights the, especially because he's speaking to a Hellenistic world that mm. that has a very a, a tendency to overthink things, analytical, very philosophical, and he understands that the Christian religion mm. or the Christian faith really doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's just it's 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 not for everyone to believe in a Jewish carpenter right. who claims to be God and then gets crucified and then they either make up a a story that he rose from the dead, they can't find his body, and he kind of sees that the Greek world and the Hellenistic yeah. world would never fall for that. Mm-hmm. They, it's just they're too smart. They're too smart yeah. to actually go for it. And that, therefore, Jesus becomes that stumbling block for many. Even the cross mm-hmm. becomes a stumbling block for many. But the the Christian faith hangs on this understanding that God has planned and preordained everything, and it's through God's wisdom mm-hmm. that He brings salvation to to all. Yeah, so religion will always teach us about some form of salvation. Right. From ourselves, yeah. from our works. health, from our own things, through our works. Yeah. But there is this concept of salvation through the person of Jesus Christ, which we're going to get to in, in further statements here. But this is very important. I, I was counseling a young lady um, a couple of weeks ago, and she mentioned something that caught my attention. She has a relationship with a boyfriend, and she claims mm-hmm. to be Christian, and and she says her boyfriend's not Christian. But she told me, she's like, but that really doesn't define a person. So it's okay. Mm. You know, so, you know, he was raised differently from me. And as long as he doesn't stop me from believing what I believe and and he could continue being right. what he wants to, you know, and it, it doesn't define him. So I was like, wow, well, he just already destroyed your whole faith right there <laughs> because you've already combined yourself with him. Yeah. And, and are seeking to move forward in your life with a person that has no notion of Christ god or or the bible Mm -hmm. so it's very interesting that a lot of our young people still believe that or are beginning to believe it's like yeah well they could it's really basically any religion right as long as it's you know you're trying to be a moral good person you're you're, polite go yeah yeah so those are you know these statements again they're each statement would deserve its own podcast Mm -hmm. of 20 minutes but there's so much more that we could talk about on this on this issue, but we're not seeking relative truth. We're, we're seeking objective truth, mm-hmm. especially when it comes from God. Yeah. We answered a little bit of statement 32. Our ultimate authority is in the Bible, yeah. and, and we believe it. We don't make it up ourselves. And now moving on to statement 33, this is a, an important one. So statement 33 says, it, it is very important for me personally to encourage non-Christians to trust Jesus Christ as their savior. Mm. Take a moment to answer that. Welcome back. Now, how do the the people answer this? Yeah, so 32% strongly agree with this statement and 27% strongly disagree with this statement. Wow. Yeah. So, so Christians believe that they shouldn't right. tell people about Christ. Christ yeah. Why? Yeah. Why do we give people Christ? Yeah. yeah. And, and again, I, yeah. So obviously, he's just a Jewish carpenter. Right. <laughs> we're we're dealing here with the uh, the question of evangelism. That's really what this 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 statement is is getting getting at. And yeah, I honestly just think a lot of people don't want to offend nobody, and so it's a faith that. You know, it's so anti-New Testament for sure. Um, you know, Peter and um, uh, is 
I forget who it's Peter and John are are with them are together. They just done a miracle where where they heal the 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 guy standing outside of the the temple, and um and yeah they get arrested and all these things. They're like, look, we don't care what you do. Just stop preaching Christ. Mm-hmm. Stop telling people about Jesus. Even you know it's not so much that they're anti the miracle. They're anti yeah. who they're crediting for the miracle. And yeah, Peter says, sorry, we 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 can't stop speaking about what we've seen and heard. And I think that that's a powerful statement for us. Um, you know, later Acts talks about Paul's ministry and, you know, they flip the world upside down. And again, it's because that's what the, the cross of Christ does. That's what evangelism does. It flips someone's world upside down. They're exposed to sin, the sin that really is in their heart, uh, the sin of this world. And and it flips everything. It causes a change. It demands repentance. But I think that, yeah, a lot of Christians don't want that because they don't want to offend nobody. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with our, our lack of understanding of who Christ is in our own lives. Because again, I think the more we we understand Christ, there is a zeal, a fire, a desire to share the gospel. Um, and it's because of, uh, as the book of Acts puts it, it's hard to not speak about what you've seen, what you've heard. Um, it's hard not to talk about Christ and, and everything that he's done for, for sinful humans Um and everything that he reveals in, in, in scripture. So, yeah. I, I love what, again, we've mentioned R.C. Sprawl before. Mm-hmm. And and he mentioned something in his book on the holiness of God. Mm. And, and he says, uh, we we don't know who God is and we don't know who we, we are. are. Yeah. And, and, and that's such a powerful statement mm. because when we really identify who we are, mm. and we understand that we need a savior. And we and when we know that before a holy God that we identify as a holy God, then then we really come to terms with this understanding of, yeah, we do need a savior and that savior is Jesus Christ. And so evangelism is part of the Christian life. I know that your people are afraid of being rejected. Mm -hmm. I know people are afraid of being made fun of. I know people are being afraid of just being looked at as a lunatic for mm-hmm. believing in such a, a closed-minded religion. Uh, the culture has redefined Christianity, so a lot of the young people, you know, are embarrassed to to yeah. to mention it, or, or they uh, think like giving free hugs is evangelism. Yeah. <laughs> so that's <laughs> a whole other bottles, thing. Yeah. That's easier. Yeah. Uh, but but our our you know Christ made it clear our mission in this world is to evangelize mm-hmm. and. And as we do so, we we are empowered by the Holy Spirit for it to be accomplished. Yeah. Whether or not they agree, whether or not they slap you in mm-hmm. the face, whether or not they close the door on you, whether or not they unfriend you, you're called yep. to a life of evangelism. So if you're a Christian and if you're a young person, yeah, it's difficult today. Mm-hmm. But you're not being murdered yet. <laughs> You know, we still look back at church history and people were still preaching the gospel under the threat of being incarcerated mm-hmm. and murdered. So we're we have an easy life. The only thing that can happen to us is people unfriend us on Facebook yeah. and, and, and Instagram. You're called to preach and to tell people about a holy God and the sinful nature of their souls and where their eternity is apart from God. Yeah. So they need Jesus Christ as a savior. Mm-hmm. Moving on before we keep preaching. Yep. Well, we're going to keep preaching right now (laughs) with this statement. Statement 24 says, Jesus Jesus Christ's death on the cross is the only sacrifice that could remove the penalty of sin. Mm. True or false? Take a moment. 
welcome back. Please tell me that we have some positive responses here. Yeah, so the, the statement, the answer is true. And yeah, well, positive in the sense that the majority that, that, that responded to the statement strongly agree. So Hallelujah. Yeah, but it's still 42%. <laughs> so when you oh, hey. when you think about it, it's like, well, yeah. it's still in the, the highest scheme of yeah, things. In the grand scheme of things, it's still the biggest percentage. So 42 strongly agree that Jesus is the only one who can remove the penalty of sin. 21% strongly disagree with the statement. Everyone else literally in the middle uh, on this. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is... Honestly, our faith hinges on this mm-hmm. statement. So uh, in the sense that if Christ is, and his sacrifice on the cross does not remove the penalty of sin, again, I think here of Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 15, you don't believe in this, then yeah, your, your, your faith is really in vain. And the reason for that is because, yeah, so then if he didn't and he doesn't remove sin, then Jesus is just another martyr, another guy that dies. Um, he's no different than, you know, and again, I know you're, you're more aware of this than me, but, you know, even in church history, there were many uh, early, uh, the early church, many guys that wanted to die by by martyrdom. Yeah. They, they saw it as an honor. I always forget, mm-hmm. I remember the story, but, but I always forget the one guy that wanted to go get killed and his mom hit his clothes or something like that. Uh, Yeah. Irenaeus. Yeah. So he wanted to die and uh, like his dad. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, his mom hides his clothes. And so I always find it weird. Like he's ashamed to walk out naked, but not ashamed (laughs) to be killed. It's so weird. But, but yeah, but, but the early church desired, uh, many of them desired to die the way Christ did. And so in a sense, they were martyrs. The difference between Christ and them is not that, you know, they didn't die for the faith. The difference is, when Christ died, he removes the sin, the, the sin that fell on us because of Adam and uh, the sin that we've you know, been born with. And so, yeah, it's it's literally the only thing that changes our affections, that that destroys sins is Jesus Christ on the cross. So if you don't believe this. Yeah, I'm like, what you're are, lost. Yeah, you're lost. <laughs> you can't call yourself yeah, a Christian. No way. And not believe this, this is what we've come to know as PSA, penal substitutionary Subst- yeah. atonement. Okay. I know that's a big theological mm-hmm. term for many but it's it's fairly simple when we break it down. So, for instance, there's there's a penal, there's a penalty, yeah. there is uh, something that that is debt, there's a debt, there's mm-hmm. something that is owed, uh, and therefore, when we move on to the second word, substitution, substitution, then we understand that we can't pay for that right. debt. We can't pay for what is old. We can't pay for that penalty. And even if we tried, it wouldn't be good enough. Yeah. It, 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 we wouldn't have enough years doing penance. We wouldn't have enough money to pay mm-hmm. for it. We just would not be able to do it. The substitution then occurs with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ is the perfect sacrifice, yeah. but he's also the high priest yeah. who sacrificed perfectly. Yeah. And so his sacri- his substitution then is is way better than anything that we could ever yep. do. So he takes our place and then offers that sacrifice mm-hmm. in a perfect way. And that's why God accepts it. Yeah. And so now we have acceptance before God, not because of what we did, but because of what Christ yes. did for us. So learn that, learn penal substitutionary atonement, yep. believe it because there's a lot of people in the church that don't. don't yep. And it's comes straight from the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. Final, final statement here in, in uh, the state of theology, I'm kind of sad that we're. Uh, I wish we they had finalized 20 this. questions. Yeah, but we got to wait another. 
well, one more year for the next one to come yeah, out because this comes out every two years. Yep. So hopefully you guys stick around for two more years yep. as uh, as we continue in this podcast by God's grace. But here's the final statement. Mm. Statement 35 says the following. Only those who trust in Jesus Christ alone as their Savior receive God's free gift of eternal salvation. Take a moment. Welcome back. Is this statement true or false? Yeah, this statement is true. And uh, 37% strongly agree why, with this. Why do we not have 99.9%? You know, like, yep. why can't we have Christians that can affirm this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we'll get to that. Let me just give the, the strongly disagree is 24%. And I honestly just think, to answer your question, that, yeah, many people are, are falling into this deception that, there's many roads to eternal life, many roads to heaven. And really, it, it comes down to, you know, you just mentioned it. We don't really know ourselves. And so we really think we're good, uh, you know, that there's a lot of modest, pious people uh, walking around this earth. And, and again, there's always these questions. What about the guy that, you know, grew up in a Muslim country? Really, you're going to say that that person has never heard about Jesus. And my response to that is always Romans 1, man. Romans 1 says... They ought to look at creation and realize a creator put it there, and that should, in a sense, you know, uh, begin to stir their their thinking. Um, but ultimately, yeah, you know, there's a lot of of debates that we can come up with as far as to really you're going to say this and that, but but at the end, it's not what we say. It, it's that the Bible presents Jesus Christ as the only one who can save us from sin, and therefore the only one who can give us eternal life. Yeah. Well, no. One of the five solas of the Reformation, yeah. right? Christ alone. alone. Solus Christus. It's only Christ, as we said. It's only his perfect sacrifice. Yeah. It's only him as our high priest that can offer this wonderful gift of salvation for the souls of ourselves. To yeah. save us from ourselves. Mm -hmm. I believe that if, if Christians that call themselves Christians, like truly biblical Christians, not like these, uh, what yeah. is it, 24%? Or yeah. basically, 24 plus 16, that's uh, 40%? Yep. You know what? I would even include the 23 that some yeah, would agree. some would agree, yeah. So 24 plus 23 is 47 plus 16. Man, we... Yeah, I'm not... I can't... I well, can't whatever that, that right percentage now. is, yeah. all, you know, not like them. Yeah. They're, they're not... <laughs> I don't think they're Christian if they don't even can... If they can't even strongly affirm this, so, there's so I no think sense if I, of if I got my math right, it would be sixty-three percent. So sixty-three percent of people would be is that is that right? Sixty-three percent, I believe so. Yeah, because it, it's thirty-seven percent that strongly agree. So sixty-three plus thirty-seven would be a hundred. Oh, there you go. Yeah, hey, so that's I a backwards. better way of doing yeah. it. That's a better way of doing yeah. it. That's why you went to calculus. <laughs> okay, I, okay. I only got. I only went to pre-algebra. <laughs> that's as far as I went in high school. I don't even. And I think I failed that class too. Oh, man. But if, if they can't affirm yeah. this, they they're in a different faith. Yeah. They're in a different religion. It's not Christianity. Uh, it, we stand on these firm foundations. These are our guardrails, yep. Christ alone. Christ alone for our salvation and for our continuous sustainment in this world. Any final question? I mean, any final, final statements? No, from you? honestly, it just it shows that we need believers that, that are back in Scripture, that really need to get back to the Scriptures and, yeah, just know the God of the Bible, not the God of the culture.
Amen. Well, with that, we finalize the state of theology and, you know, we're going to leave it up to you guys. We have some some uh, topics in mind yeah. already for the new year, but why don't we put out a survey yeah. asking the people what if they want us. a yeah. specific topic that we should cover. Okay. Put it up on the, the Twitter. Yep. The, the Twitter world. The Twitter and if and only a gram. few people answer, oh, well, that's what we'll go with. <laughs> Those two, three followers yeah. that we have. We'll go with that, but uh, I think you you want to do an Instagram too, right? We might we might right. do an Instagram. I, it won't be picture based, so to yeah, so, so that you they know, won't look at us. Yeah, they won't look at <laughs> us. But what well, we might do an Instagram, and if we do, we'll we'll let you guys know. All yeah. right. Well, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what topic you want us to cover, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks for tuning in. For any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at EnglishPod. Or go to our website, Vida Abu Dhabi Church. We hope to see you next week. This has been a Vida Abu Productions presentation.